Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast where we explore the origins and the development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters throughout the Silver and Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Hello Peter. Hello David, how are uh, you? I'm very well. <laughs> Hello listeners, welcome back, thank you for joining us. Now, today we are doing a story from issue 75 of Brave and the Bold which was published on the 24th of October 1967. Brave and the Bold by this point has basically settled down as a Batman team-up book. Mm-hmm. last 10 or 12 issues or so, roughly, it's, it's been Batman and another, with the exception, of course, of issue 72, which we covered recently. As you'll remember, I'm sure, featured the Spectre and the Flash. And the Spectre is the co-star in this year issue. Yay! Brave and the Bold presents Batman and the Spectre, one-time Justice Society member, and obviously... His solo series has started by this point. And as we've said already, Spectre basically carries the can for the Justice Society for the next little while. You know, there's still the occasional Green Lantern and Atom team up and the mm-hmm. JLAJC team up. But the, as far as visibility, it's the Spectre for the next year or two. Brave World 75. Pete Siege, what tell us about the cover? I certainly shall. We have these quite small at the top with the Brave and Bold logo. Underneath, we've got the Batman logo, which at the moment is uh, Batman with his cape up at his face with the big red Batman uh, written underneath it. And then under that, it says, and the Spectre. And Spectre's in a ghostly white. And you've got the Spectre kicking out from behind the S again with his cape up at his yep. face. Nice bit of mirroring there. Yeah, I like that. Nice use of contemporary logos that they were using in their own comics at the mm-hmm. time. It's very nice. And there seems to be a fight in a, a sewer, it looks like. Mm. And we have an ancient Chinese warrior. It appears to be a ghostly form. He's coming, he's just basically forming out of mist, it looks like. Yeah. With one giant, massive right hand <laughs> that he is crushing Batman against the wall with. Yes. Gosh, but flying in through the walls of the sewer to rescue him is the Spectre. It's a cracking cover. It's Neil Adams again. It's the second Neil Adams cover we've mm-hmm. had in the podcast. I'm going to attempt to keep a running tally, <laughs> listeners, so maybe you could join in at home with that if you like. Yes. I mean, it's terrific. The The perspective on it's great. I mean, the way that the massive right hand just sort of stretches out his cuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bats is trying to wriggle free. Have we passed the peak of the Batmania exploitation period at this yeah, time? this is when it's starting to tail off yeah. now. Yeah. I remember us talking when we did Green Lantern 45 and mm-hmm. close to that um, JLA-JSA team-up, how it all seemed a bit heightened and a bit sillier. But yeah. I think I've noticed things have certainly calmed down a bit recently. Mm-hmm. This is just a beauty. I love this cover. We also have a nice sort of... A nice caption. It's not quite a box. How would you sort of describe that? Uh, caption shape as if it's, you know... It looks like it's maybe a cloud or a flame or something. A ghostly caption box. Yes. Yes. And it says, The Grasp of Shanzi. It certainly does. And that's what we're calling this episode because, you know, once we get inside and get to the splash page, there's no actual story title on the no. splash page, which is um unusual to say the least. So, yes, The Grasp of Shanzi. So, that, guessing that, obviously, we know fine well that Shanzi that's got a hold of Batman. Mm. Batman is caught in the grasp of Shanzi. Can the Spectre help him? <gasps> we better get on with it and find out. So, story drawn by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Little mm-hmm. caption inside, little signature box to tell us that. And it's written by Bob Haney. So strap yourself in, folks. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in the next one hour <laughs> to, to ten, one hour and ten minutes. This is a fascinating <laughs> story. There's there's a few things to, that we'll cover as we go, a few things we'll talk about at the end. Mm-hmm. Like we say, the Spectre, so far at the moment, 
you know, as far as we're concerned, we've seen him on Earth 2. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the Flash visited him and, you know, the, the letters pages basically confirmed it and it was saying it was the same guy that had been in the JSA. So yeah. there's a fairly contentious point that we'll get to very quickly in the story. We'll see what we think of it when we get there. We'll mm-hmm. see if we get any hints as to what's going on. Okay, our opening splash panel. We have the little Batman logo, Inspector logo inside again, Batman Inspector. And there is an opening, exciting caption box that sets the scene. The scene! Gotham City's Chinatown, the time, the most important of all to our citizens of Oriental descent, the beginning of a new year with all its hopes and fears, but hark, brave and bold ones, this is the year that Chinatown, Gotham City, and you will never forget. Now let's make this scene. Join the joyous festivities as they reach their colourful climax. Yes, we're straight into the thick of it. Gotham City's Chinatown. We haven't been there yet in the podcast, have nope, we? can't say we have. I no. wonder if we'll ever go there again. <laughs> Possibly not. Yeah, Chinese New Year. That's a great point set story. That's very exciting. So mm. this opening panel, we can see the sort of assembled crowd standing around a sort of podium. There's a gentleman in a suit with a microphone and a cable. And he is gesturing up above him. And there's a sort of figure who has sort of wings and a very fancy decorated costume that has sort of sunbursts over it and stars. Fancy detailed eyes on the, the mask. Yep. Uh, it's worth pointing out there's almost little pointy ears going on. Wide wings spread. Mm-hmm. This figure is swinging above. In a garish green and gold yes. it really is. Yeah. yeah, I should point out that the colour was green. There's sort of big white zigzags down the legs and you know round the outside of the, of the wings. And, and the gentleman is up on the podium. We will meet shortly as a guy called Bill Lou, who's the mayor. And in fact, his opening dialogue goes like this. As mayor of Chinatown, I, Bill Lou, now proclaim this to be the year of the bat. A lucky year for us all. Now, my friends, welcome in pride and humbleness, the symbol of a happy new year. Enter the bat. And the crowd react. Cool. Marv. Someone else says. Great. Someone else says. Most marvellous. And then a very elderly gentleman down at the bottom who looks very impressed says. Truly wonderful. PC, you know everything. Was this the year of the bat? Uh, there isn't a year of the bat. Really? It's the year of the rat, but it's not that either. Uh, and this time, when did you say the publication date was? Um, October 67. Right, so that actually was the year of the goat. Wow. Which started off in February 67. So, yeah. That's very interesting. There is no, as I said, there's a rat, but there's no year of the bat. But in Bob Haneyverse, or Earth One, or whatever Earth we're going to discover this is on, it's uh, obviously got a year of the bat. Or they're just giving him an honorary year of the bat. But surely in Gotham City, every year is year of the bat. I think it must be. You're right. Yeah. So there we are. Gosh. (laughs) Year of the bat. Well, well, well. So, yes. Bill Lou gestures up towards this figure swinging down the cord. We turn to page two, and the caption for the first panel says, Now the symbol of the new year discards the gaudy paper costume to reveal... Yeah, with a giant rip, the costume splits open, and Bill Lou announces, Batman! Yep, and we see, indeed, it is Batman. Someone shouts from the crowd, The Cake Crusader! Most welcome! Someone else cries, To roof! Someone else digs it and says, Really the most! And someone else... A little more considered, says, Truly, now we are twice blessed. We get a nice close-up the next panel. A waving, grinning Batman, Bill Lou says, My friends, our honoured guest. Thank you, Bill. I've had lots of honours in my career, but sincerely, never one I'll treasure more than this. If I knew more Chinese, I'd say this differently, but from the heart of Batman to all of you, Happy New Year! Amazing. 
And the caption name for panel three on page two says, And as the year of the bat officially begins... I wonder if it's a specific Gotham City thing that they're doing. May well be. The the fact that the costume's all set up and mm-hmm. the festivities, I don't know. I think it's maybe just, is it perhaps ignorance on Bob Haney's part? I don't know. Bob Haney don't care. <laughs> so we see Batman having a little conversation with Bill Lou. Batman says... Quite a shindig, Bill. Chinatown has changed a lot in recent years. Check, Batman. Chinatown has changed. We have changed. The old ways are almost gone. Even the New Year's celebration has changed. Instead of gong and flute, you hear bongos and electric guitar. To the right of them, we can see some people dancing on a podium in a very swinging 60s type way. There's some fireworks and stuff going off in the sky. And we can also see... Looks like a bit of a rock band. A couple mm. of guitars and some drums going on. It's partying youths. Yes. We don't like partying youths. No. <laughs> Get off my lawn. That's a great shot in the next panel, final panel of page two. Sort of framed as we're looking beyond the two guitarists are playing to Batman and Bill Lou in the background. Batman says, Say, isn't that your son Danny on lead guitar? That's him all right. He's a real swinger. A great kid. Since his mother died, he's been my whole life. I pray the year of the bat brings him... Good luck. Arrive at the top of page three. Oh, Bill Lou, good man, good father. Could we but warn you that an awesome fate awaits you and your son and all of Gotham's Chinatown in the guise of a sinister figure in a nearby alley? Yep, in the foreground of this panel, we can see Bill and Batman smiling, grinning away, enjoying festivities. Batman's grin is ridiculous. Yeah. He's, he's obviously loving this. It's wide. I wonder if he's been indulging in some kind of recreational substance, or maybe maybe he's just loving the vibe. I think he just loves the vibe. Lurking behind him, indeed. There is a sinister figure. Red cloak up to his face. He's a, wearing a red helmet, which is horns, actually, which, you know, let's be honest, is very similar to the figure we saw on the cover of the comic. Mm. And as this guy lurks in the alleyway behind the Cape Crusader and the mayor, this sneaky figure is thinking. Insolent one. Nothing changes. The old ways, the old power, the ancient mastery remain forever. Caption for panel two says, Moments later, as the cloaked figure enters an abandoned warehouse. Nice aerial shot looking down, some moody lighting going on, casting a great shadow as our new creepy friend is examining something. He's got balance in front of a box in front of him, and he's saying out loud, Yes, it has come round again to the year of the bat. The humiliation I suffered, driven from the ancient haunts by the new ways in China to travel like common cargo halfway round the world to this place. That humiliation will now be wiped away. And then in the next panel, it's almost like he's got a little model of a mill wheel. Mm-hmm. And he's pouring liquid on it. And it starts to creak and he continues to say, For now, with this water of the Yellow River and the Wheel of Ming, I renew once again my ancient powers, the powers of Shan Zi, the River Lord. Shan Zi, the River Lord. Now, we should say there's a slight element of, um, shall we say, caricature quality to some of the artwork here. Some of the figures don't look particularly overly, mm-hmm. horribly 1940s style stylized, but there is yeah. certainly an element. Bill Lou and his son do slightly enhanced, shall we say, features. They're doubling down on the Year of the Bat. Yes. And I wonder, the Wheel of Ming? That's interesting. Anyway, the caption for panel four, page three, says... At the very instant the creaking ages old wheel turns, a quarter mile away atop the great celebration drum. Ah, so it was a great celebration drum that Bill welcomed Batman onto earlier and we saw the youths dancing on. We can see down in the crowd, 
Danny, who was in the band, Danny the son of Bill Lou and one of his friends, they're watching people on the drum. And on the drum, suddenly appearing through a cloud of green smoke, is the aforefeatured Shanzi. Danny's friend observes, Hey Danny O, dig this cat. Danny replies, Crazy man, must be part of the year of the bat festivities. Wonder what his gig is. As he appears on the drum, Shanzi declares, Cease these revels, I the river lord speak. In the next panel, we see Danny's pal reacting to three elderly Chinese gentlemen who are very appalled. The first of whom says, My lord, Shan Zi. Clasping his hands and bowing. The next one says, Aye. And then finally we see another one bowing down in front of Shan Zi and he says, Truly it is he. Danny's mate says, What's with the old geezers? Must be part of the show. We move to the top of page four. We see Shan Zi starting to grow to a magnificent huge size atop the drum and he says, Now let the ancient mastery be felt. The thousand-year dominance rule again, so that whatever my cloak does shadow, be surrounded by that which cannot be passed by mortals. Yeah, in panel two we see he's grown up huge and enormously, but back in panel one, Danny and his mate are still watching him as he grows. Danny's friend cries, Hey Danny, this guy's got quite an act. Danny replies, Hold it, Sammy. Something tells me he's for real. Yeah, so there we are. Sammy's the name of Danny's mate. So panel two shows that Shang-Zi has grown to an enormous huge size and it appears as though there's a sort of glass wall appearing in front of him surrounding Chinatown. So panel three of page four, the caption says, Next moment. And we're outside Chinatown with a policeman twirling his truncheon and he observes, Glory be, a, a big wall all around Chinatown. Either I've been on this beat too long or something important's up. Gotta call headquarters. And then the caption for the next panel, and where Mayor Bill Lou and a caped companion stroll. Yes, we see the Cape Crusader and Bill Lou observing the, the wall, which you know, has a weird stylistic look to it, as if it could almost be a, an ancient Chinese building, I suppose. Um, translucent mm-hmm. sort of shape. Batman says, Bill, that weird wall, is it part of your Year of the Bat celebration? Why, no, Batman. Maybe it's a mirage. An after effect of the fireworks display. That caption says, continued third page following. We pass an advertisement for a an 80-page giant issue of Superman, which has some bizarro stories, to arrive at the top of page five. And Batman says, You're right. It doesn't look real. And he leans forward and punches the wall with a thunk, continuing, Correction, it's solid. Solid as rock. And this leads Bill Lou to observe, Good heavens, no. It can't be what I'm thinking. It mustn't be. Then the caption for the next panel, Within minutes, outside the wall that now encircles Gotham's Chinatown completely. Yep, we see that a police van has arrived. There's a police car arrived with a couple of figures getting out of it. And the policeman who we saw on the previous page, he is saying, There it is, Commissioner Gordon. Just like I said. And it's real. Hard as stone. Commissioner Gordon's one of the chaps getting out of the police car that's arrived. And he says, Balderdash. Some refraction effects. Scientific police research has met this kind of thing before. Come along, Corrigan, this might prove interesting. The next caption gives us a bit more help here and says, Yes, that's famed detective Jim Corrigan with Gotham's police commissioner. Yeah, we see that Jim Corrigan has presumably also just got out of the police car. He looks a little different. His hair's a little lighter. Mm. There's no sign in in these panels that we see on this page of the, the white beak at the front. Nope. But anyway, Jim Corrigan says, Commissioner, when I came to Gotham to observe your police methods, I didn't bargain on wacky walls suddenly appearing from nowhere. Well, young fellow, watch how an old pro handles it. Solid, is it? Ram it, boys! Yeah, that last sentence is directed at 
sort of armoured-looking police vehicle that's behind him. From inside the police vehicle, one of the officers says, Right, sir. And then the caption for the next panel, But as the heavy riot wagon lurches forward, yeah, it speeds forward with a crunk, collides with the wall. Commissioner Gordon observes, Great guns! It can't be! Hit it again! Harder, boys! Yeah, no effect. They haven't broken through. Jim Corrigan says, Hold it, Commissioner. You'll endanger your men. That thing's real, all right. Over the page to page six, the first caption says, And on the wall's other side, we see Bill Lou in conversation with Danny and Sammy. Bill's saying, You you saw a man in a cloak, Danny, wearing a strange helmet. Danny replies, Right, Dad, a real way out cat. He must have been a magician, somebody hired for the shindig. And then Sammy says, Yeah, what an act. And then poof, this bozo vanishes. And they're joined by Batman in the next panel. Bill continues, Then it's what I fear it is. Chinatown. My people, all of us, are in the grip of a terrifying fate. Batman says, Now come on, Bill. You sound like a character in a second-rate science fiction movie. Do I? Says Bill. Look at them. He's gesturing to some more of the elderly gentlemen that we saw a couple of pages ago. They're now totally supplanting themselves on the ground and down on their knees and bowing. And One gentleman is saying, My lord Shanzi, he has come. And the second elderly gentleman says, The River Lord returns. So in panel three, the conversation continues as Batman says, Frightened old men, that's all I see. And who's this Lord Shanzi? Few in this country ever heard of him. Shanzi, Lord of the Yellow River. He is evil incarnate, has lived a thousand years, has fantastic powers of the occult. Lots of corny old legends are still believed, but you're no backcountry peasant, Bill. You're a modern, educated man. An American citizen. Bill gestures towards the big translucent wall and says, That wall, my friend, does it exist or not? Bat says, Hmm, you're right, Bill, it does exist. Caption for the final panel, page six. While outside the wall, we see a helicopter flying overhead with a flap, flap, flap sound effect. In the foreground of the panel is Commissioner Gordon and Jim Corrigan. Commissioner Gordon points up to the helicopter and says, the wall may be solid in some crazy way, but the police copter will fly over it and get to the bottom of this, Corrigan. However, top of page seven, caption for the first panel says, But next moment... Yes, there's a... It's almost like a searchlight or a spotlight, a burst of gold energy at least, is sort of emerging from within Chinatown, and the helicopter basically sort of bounces off it. Gosh. It looks here, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a kawomp. Yeah, the very effective. The police and Commissioner Gordon Lee up at it. Seeing what's going on, Commissioner Gordon comments, What? Fantastic! The copter flipped like an autumn leaf! There's a force field above the wall! Policeman says to Commissioner Gordon in the next panel, Commissioner, if we can't go through that wall or over it, then the people inside can't get out! They're trapped! Every living one! The extreme close-up, Commissioner Gordon replies, Great guns! It's true! Chinatown's a hostage of whoever put up that thing! Corrigan! Corrigan! He's vanished. And a big exaggerated arrow takes us to the next panel, which is a caption that says, Nearby in hiding, Detective Jim Corrigan calls forth the ghostly alter ego that dwells within him. That most fantastic of all superheroes, the Spectre. Yes, great panel showing Jim standing in an incline. Almost the doorway, but it doesn't really look like it because it looks like those bricks behind him. The Spectre's emerging from his body. Jim says, Spectre, I need you. Do you see what's happened? As the spectre emerges, he says, Yes, Jim. The smell of evil is on that wall. The dark forces are threatening again. 
the next panel, the spectre starts to phase through the wall in a Kitty Pride style. So we use before Kitty Pride. He's actually copying the other spectre. Yes, <laughs> yes. Who we met um, <laughs> recently. recently when he fought Speedster Johnny Quick. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The spectre makes like the spectre. Starts to fade through the wall saying, This wall, it's incredible. Only some master of necromancy and incalculable cunning could have created it. Farewell for now, Jim. Good hunting, Spectre. I'll see what I can do outside here. Now, before we go any further, mm-hmm. what's going on here then? We have Batman. It's presumably Batman of Earth 1. He does have the yellow oval. He does have the yellow oval, yes. which is the great distinctor. And we have a Jim Corrigan who is visiting. Yes. And this Jim Corrigan is at one with the Spectre. So, have the Spectre and Jim nipped over from Earth 2? It certainly looks that way. I think it's the you know from the the old off comes razor or off comes razor sort of mm-hmm. it's certainly the simplest one. It's been suggested, obviously. Mike's page, for example, suggests that this is the Earth One Corrigan that the Spectre is merely guesting in. So far, we've only seen the Spectre in Earth Two, so we have to assume that this is the Spectre of Earth Two is visiting Earth One. Well, and we know that he can travel between dimensions, yes. so that is something yeah. that he's capable of. So uh-huh. It makes sense that he could do this. Yeah. Or is this us meeting an Earth One Jim Corrigan Inspector? It's a Bob Haney story, obviously, mm-hmm. and Bob Haney is going to cause us a few similar headaches <laughs> as we go forwards with other characters that are specific to Earth 2 and World War 2. I think at the moment my feeling just seems to be, just given from what we've seen already, the Spectre's on Earth 2 and active. He's visiting um, Earth, you know, Jim Corrigan is visiting, so I think the easiest option at this moment is maybe to think that that's what's going on, would you agree? Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, absolutely. The fact that they have said he's visiting yeah. uh, Gotham uh, for whatever reason basically means he's not He's not established there, mm. so he has just literally turned up. So he could have turned up from anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's interesting whether it's the Earth One Gateway City and he has an Earth One version, or whether it's from his own Gateway City in Earth Two. Who knows? But yes. until we get any other evidence, yep. I'm quite happy to you know go along with the fact this is the Earth Two Spectre. Yeah, I think so. They probably won't address it, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so then the final panel of page seven, which is one of those ones that seems to turn up in most Spectre stories, big panel that takes up full length of the page, has a caption that says. But nearby, as the ghostly guardian's discarnate form passes through, what to all others is more solid than steel? Yes, we're back with Shan Zi, who declares, Hark! Someone has passed the impossible. An immortal of great power. I must change myself and perform my mission quickly. Yeah, and he shrinks down and turns into a rat. Gosh. Oh my goodness. James Herbert Country, over the page to page eight. The caption for the first panel says, and where the frightened citizens of Chinatown foregather. As we can see that the elderly gentlemen are still kneeling down and bowing. One of them saying, My Lord Shanzi has us. There is no escape. Batman is taken to the air, swinging off on his line. Bill calls after him. Batman, where are you going? Kate Crusader replies, To find this Shanzi character and make him take away that wall. Then he thinks, Though how I can combat his power is something I'll figure out when I meet him. Terrific. The caption then for the next panel closing out this chapter says, The hammer of fate, the wheel of time, are teaming Batman and the Spectre together. But can even they stop the threat of Shan Zi? Not long after in Bill Lou's office. Bill says, A rat on my desk! And indeed we see the rat on Bill's desk and there's green energy coming off it and it forms into the shape of Shan Zi. By my ancestors, cries Bill. Shan Zi. And then Shan Zi says, I, 
Cower at my power, fool! I come to tell you the price my mastery demands. Only the most precious thing you possess. <laughs> oh, he's so evil. Good grief. We have a closing caption then for part one that says... End of part one. While my lord Shanzi's mocking laughter echoes in your ears, do you dare to go on to part two? Which continues on third page following... <laughs> And the rest of the page is taken up with a house ad that declares, for the most in thrills, go, 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 and gives us an issue of Action Comics and a really good issue of World's Finest that I've still got, actually, which is the story Superman and Batman Brothers. It's basically what would have happened if the orphan Bruce Wayne had also been adopted by the Kents. It's a very, very good imaginary story. Excellent. We then have a full text page, which goes on about the Great Wall of China and such things. Um, might put it on the socials, so you can have a read of it. Mm -hmm. Over the page, there's a fabulous internal DC house ad advertisement which declares that new things are coming from dc and then we arrive at the top of page nine and a giant caption that says part two batman, batman and the specter so is that what the story should be called i wonder <laughs> it looks like it yeah. interesting oh well we'll just stick with the grasp of shonzi so the caption then for the first panel of part two says in his quiet office bill lu is face to face with the dread figure of he who holds all of gotham city's chinatown hostage and here's the stunning, unbelievable demands of Shan Zi, the Lord of the Yellow River. So, Shan Zi is gesturing, that's what he's doing, surrounded as always by the puffs of clouds of green smoke, and he's saying to Bill, A thousand years have I lived, but now my time is short. I shall die soon, therefore a new Shan Zi must take my place. I have chosen my successor, your son. M my son? cries Bill. Shan Zi continues. Aye. Willingly must he give himself up to me, to be trained to assume my power, to begin his own thousand-year reign. The old mastery must not die, shall not die. Next panel, Bill has gone into his drawer on his desk and pulled out a gun. He says, You monster! Give my son to you! Never! Never! Fires! Pow, pow, pow! Shanzi says, Fool! If mere weapons could harm me, I should have died centuries ago. Gosh, this is very exciting. Bill's getting desperate. He leaps forward in the next panel, bottom of page 9, saying, I'll destroy you with my bare hands or die. However, Shan Zi, surrounded as always by the clouds of green smoke, metamorphoses into a snake and slides off, saying, So easily could I make a horrible end to your miserable life, but I have need of you. Deliver your son to me, or your people shall live forever trapped. Gosh. He slinks out the window, top of page 10. First caption for the first panel says, A moment later, swinging in through another window. Yep. Batman arrives, saying, Bill, not a sign of this Shanzi character. I, Bill, Bill, what happened? Because you can see Bill's down on the ground. Bill says, Batman, you're too late. He was just here. He delivered his ultimatum. You can see that in front of Bill, can't really see if he's holding it or not, a little photograph of Danny, which is obviously dedicated to Dad Danny. Caption name for panel two of page ten says, Quickly, Chinatown's mayor tells the Cape Crusader of the River Lord's demand. Okay, so we come in mid-conversation. Batman is saying, So, that's his purpose. Danny to become the new Shan Zi. My son, to become the incarnation of evil, to live on for centuries beyond his normal life as a menace, a scourge of mankind. It's too terrible to think of, yet what can we do? Batman, clambering out the window in the next panel, says, Keep your chin up, Bill. Long as the old bat guy can still swing on a rope, we're not licked. 
Batman then thinks, He's beaten, filled with defeat and fear. Must do something fast. I'm just thinking about uh, Christian Bale's dialogue, if he'd been doing it. Keep your chin up, Bill. As long as the old bad guy can still swing on a rope, we're not licked. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked, would it? No, I can't say so. Anyway, right, moving on. A slow dissolve then. Caption for the next panel on page 10 says... But another hunter is on the River Lord's track. One whose powers are similar, whose senses are supernatural. Yes, we see the spectre flying over Chinatown and he's saying, This unknown foe who created that wall, he's near. His astral emanations are everywhere. But just in case he's leaving false trails to confuse me, I'll split into five spectres and follow them all out. Indeed, we see four other spectres. Zooming away from the main figure who's in the heart of the panel. Gosh. That's a cracker. Might put that one on the socials, actually. Mm -hmm. Good chance of that one. So, we arrive now at the top of page 11. As the Ace of Shades splits his psycho body and sends himself off in all directions, let's follow one of him. The Ace of Shades. Mm. <laughs> Don't remember Ostrander and Mandrake using that one particularly <laughs> often. That's True. a cracker. Mm -hmm. The Ace of Shades. We follow one of the spectres who's flying down over an alleyway. Indeed. Bit of see what you see thought bubble dialogue from the spectre over the next couple of panels. This alley, the emanations are overpowering here. But it's deserted. Of carnate or discarnate beings save for that vicious hound. Great shades, it's him. The one I seek. He's the dog. Get a close up of the dog in panel two of page eleven. It definitely does look as if it's he's addressing the spectre with a very evil expression. There's no pupils, just blank eyes. Mm -hmm. It looks very malevolent. Caption in for panel three of page eleven. Now as the split form of the ghostly guardian flits ahead of the slinking animal. Yep. Spectre lands on the ground saying, Halt! This far and no further. The dog declares, <coughs> As we reach the next panel, the dog changes and is revealed and says, So, I must reveal myself since you penetrated my disguise. Who are you to challenge the Shan Zi? I am called the Spectre, and my power is formidable. I order you to remove that wall or feel those powers. Shanzi has grabbed the spectre from behind, sort of underarm, put him in a bit of a headlock, and he says, Thus I destroy your vaunted powers, stranger, and end your threat to my sacred mission. The spectre thinks, Great ghosts, in this split form I'm much weaker. Must get my other selves back fast. Little bursts of energy around the spectre's head there as if he's zoning out. Other selves, that's mm -hmm. an interesting term. Over the page then to page 12. As the discarnate detective's other selves get his recall message. This is an amazing panel. It Once certainly is. The full length of, of page 12 takes up half of the, the left-hand side. It's a sort of point-of-view shot from behind Batman. Great work from Andrew and Exposito here. Batman's swinging on his line and looking down in front of him. Well, he says what he sees. Four phantom figures converging ahead. The spectre, he's here inside the wall. Caption for the next panel. Now as Batman swings toward the scene. Yeah, we see Shunzi lifting a spectre above him. Grabbing under the arm, grabbing one of his legs. The spectre looks very dizzy and says, He's got me. I'm too weak to break free. His strength is fantastic. Caption for the next panel. At incredible speed, the River Lord hurls the spectre toward... The wall. He knows hitting solid matter at this speed can't harm me, but discarnate objects can. I'll be destroyed. Caption for the next panel. Yet, as the spectre hurtles towards sudden destruction, returning to his body... Yes, we see the other aspects of the spectre returning and merging with the one that's having a bit of trouble. The spectre then says, 
My other forms. Just in time. Caption for the final panel, page 12. His strength reunited. The ghostly guardian reacts faster than thought. With my full powers, I can stop myself. Like so. See, Spectre extending both hands, both palms out. Obviously, putting on the air brakes. Mm -hmm. I think a voice from off camera says, Phew, that was close. We arrive at top of page 13. Inspector twists around and sees a familiar friendly face arriving and says, Batman, you, here? Yes, Spectre. I was trapped by the wall while a guest at the Chinese New Year celebration. Then I'm not fighting alone against this Shan Zi. You mean I'm not fighting alone against him. Thank the stars. You're the best ally I could have. Again, a big beaming smile on Batman's face there. Yeah, well, he's obviously delighted that he's got <laughs> the Spectre on hand because the Spectre's mm -hmm. pretty powerful. The Spectre, however, doesn't really share Batman's glee at this no. point. He's looking beyond the Dark Knight detective and he looks appalled and he cries, Look out! And then the next panel, we see Shunzi, who's obviously been stood there the whole time. <laughs> well, you know, while the Spectre is reassembled and while Batman has turned up and they've had this little chat, Shunzi is still there and he's gestured towards Batman and flung him up into the air. Shunzi says, This puny one has no astral power. Away with him. My fight is with you, spectral enemy. Let it continue uninterrupted to your assured defeat. Batman goes flying as we see the caption for the next panel. Flung away like a rag doll by the Shan Zi's enormous astral power, Batman hurtles across the captive precinct of Chinatown. Yep, Bats goes flying, but he's very lucky and manages to grab hold of a, a flagpole on the side of a building. Um, it's quite an undignified picture of him, to be <laughs> True, honest. yeah. Legs akimbo. It's, I mean, but we should say, though, that illustration in panel three of him being flung up into the air by Shan Zi is terrific because mm. it sort of extends beyond that one panel, so yeah. that his foot and his and his hand, part of his cape, sort of overlap onto the previous first two panels of that page. It's very, very striking. Yep. I'm liking the artwork in this story a lot. Yeah, me too. So, yes, Batman is going flying, managed to grab hold of a, a flagpole, and he says, I may be puny compared to that Shanzi Joker, but I'm going to keep on interrupting. I owe it to Bill and Danny Lou, and to all my Chinese-American friends. Awesome. Caption in for the final panel of page 13. Now, as once again, the Spectre and the River Lord face each other. Yep, see that Sean Z is starting to do that thing when he gets really big again. He's growing up, looming over the Spectres, looking up at him. Oh, some nice Chinese architecture in the background. Chinatown in Gotham. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. And as Sean Z looms up over our favourite Ace of Shades, Sean Z says, Let us see how great your vaunted powers are, Spectre! Top of page 14, first panel shows the spectre looming up to giant size as well, and he says, Try something else, Sean Z. So, you can increase your size, even split into many replicas. The next panel, Sean Z shrinks down again with a burst of red energy all around him, flies down away from the spectre, and he's saying, But can you change your very form into something strange, deadly, and inhuman? Yeah, and he's split into a dragon-type hydra, I suppose it looks yeah. almost like, mm -hmm. from this angle. We see, actually... Over the next page, that's three separate sort of dragon-type serpents, but there's a very ornate-looking Chinese building. And these three dragons on the final panel of page 14, these three dragon-type serpents, are all poking out and firing red energy blasts at the spectre. The final caption then on page 15 says, As the Shan Zi's dragon form breathes fire hotter than an atom blast. Yeah, there's a sort of hiss, sibilant hiss as they all fire at the spectre, but the spectre with a big smile says, My cape turns into coldest ice. You'll have to do much better than that, my friend. Yep, sure enough. Spectre's cape's turned to ice. That's 
not really being bothered too much by the dragon fire. Top of page 15, caption for the first panel. Abruptly, the three dragon-type serpents grow to massive size. One of them twists itself around the spectre's arm, one around his waist, one around his leg. And the three serpents say, Does this surpass your expectations, spectral one? Held fast by the dragon heads entwining around me. Can't break free. Caption for panel two. Now an even more fantastic thing begins to happen. So it looks as though the building that they were looming out of is the one the spectre refers to here. You know, a sort of pagoda, I suppose is the, the term you would use. I'm mm-hmm. showing my ignorance here, but the spectre's dialogue sort of helps us here. Because the spectre observes in the second panel of page 15, The pagoda, turning to a huge Chinese junk. His powers, they're astounding! Sure enough, we can see the sort of shape of the deck of a boat appearing around them. The caption name for panel 3 says, Still held by the dragon coils, the spectre finds himself carried aloft as... Yep, some CBC dialogue from the spectre here. The junk! sailing towards the sky, with me as its cargo. And then down on the ground, Shanzi is waving after him, saying, Farewell, being of mighty powers! <laughs> That's quite interesting, that you know, because it looked as though Shanzi had metamorphosed into those dragons, but then they've flown off, so does he have similar powers to the Spectre, being able to sort of divide himself? Mm. Interesting. So the final caption for the final panel of page 15 says, Born away, a helpless prisoner of the phantasmical junk, the spectre hears only the triumphant laughter of his foe, when, suddenly, from below... Yeah, great panel of the spectre still coiled up in the bits of dragon. He says what he sees. As we see something flying towards him, spectre declares, A grapnel hook? No choice but to grab it. Yep, bit of metal work, suddenly heating its way towards him. I wonder where it came from. We arrive at the top of page 16. Caption for the first panel says... Holding to the grapnel with all his supernatural strength, the spectre is abruptly wrenched from the dragon's coiling grasp. Yeah, the dragons don't look too happy about it as the spectre is managing to pull himself away by keeping hold of the hook. The spectre says, I'm clear. And in the second panel of page 16, the spectre has some very helpful say what you see dialogue that tells us everything that's going on in this panel. He's still holding on to the line. He's silhouetted by a gorgeous big full moon. The spectre says, By the astral spheres, the junk obliterated against the force field. Yeah, we can see the boat has collided with the force field and starting to break up. The spectre can see who's come to his assistance because we see a certain Cape Crusader with the line with the grapnel hook coiled around the chimney, standing holding the other end of the line. Spectre says, And Batman, he's the one who rescued me. Then we have another caption box at the end of this panel which says, Batman, able to pull the spectre from a phantasmic trap he himself could not escape. What passes here? And where is the Shan Zi? All shall be answered in part three, which continues in second page following. Yep. The rest of page 16, the story page is taken out with an advertisement for issue 175 of The Flash, which I think I'm right in saying was the second ever Superman Flash race. It's an abomination, that story. An abomination. We're not going to be. We're not <laughs> going to be doing it. Obviously, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know we've done a few flash stories recently. We did one seven four, the stupendous triumph of the supervillains, and we'll be doing issue one hundred and seventy six. Yes, as an exclusive for you. It's a few weeks yes. off, but we'll be doing that. We're not doing one seven five. Tell us why it's an abomination. I've got a feeling you told me this before. It's not because it's the first non Carmen Infantino story. It's uh, the art's by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito, as as indeed this story is. Mm. And that works generally is quite good, isn't it? Uh, but it's written by E. Nelson Bidwell, who's primarily a Superman guy. 
So basically, there's two aliens that uh, are forcing the Flash and Superman to race against each other across the universe. And basically, the winner will get to keep their city. Another city will be destroyed. Right. It's Metropolis and Central City. Okay. They're under threat. However, you discover during this that uh, the two aliens are actually Abracadabra and Professor Zoom in disguise. And the only time they've ever teamed up in anything ever, and they're acting like old pals in it. I really am going to go and dig it out and read it, because you're completely selling me on this. <laughs> I, I, I've, I mean, I must have read it before. I must have read it in the uh, past, but I'd completely forgotten that Professor Zoom was in it. Yeah. And also, Interesting. also uh, Superman discovers the whole fraud early on, but doesn't bother telling the Flash, because just pride. It's The whole thing is it's very Superman-centric, and basically, right. again, it ends in a kind of draw with some people saying Superman won, some people saying The Flash won. It really, really, really annoys me. Few comics really <laughs> annoy me, but this one I'm really does. I'm going to dig does. it out and have a read. I really am. It just gets um, Barry completely wrong. Right. So it's very interesting because the, the first race of the Superman <laughs> issue 199, isn't yeah. it? which I did have at one point. I've still got it, yeah. Kick myself for mm-hmm. not keeping that one. I'm intrigued now. As I say, yes, I'm going to dig that out and have a look. Yep. How's that for Flash 175? So at least we've talked about it there. Yes. And then I'll say at this point, we're doing issue 179. Issue 178 is an 80-page giant, and we're not doing issue 177. So there you go, Flash fans. That's the schedule <laughs> upcoming. Stay mm. tuned. Stay tuned. So we arrive on story page 17. Caption box that says, Part 3, Batman and the Spectre. So yes, that's the name of the story. <laughs> it does seem. But anyway, so caption for the first panel, page 17, says, Our pause. A strange sudden calm in the titanic battle between the dread Lord Shanzi and the Spectre. As trapped on an astral junk, rocketing to supernatural destruction, the famed ghostly guardian is surprisingly plucked from disaster by... That was a very helpful recap, considering how much we've just spent rabbiting about that issue of the Flash that we're not covering. Yes. <laughs> um, that's very helpful of Bob Haney. So yes, the Spectre is shrinking down to a more manageable size here, and he's saying, Batman, you... You were able to yank me from that junk before it was smashed against the force field. Check, Spectre. I guess I gained some astral power of my own when Shan Zi tossed me half across Chinatown. Wow, that's exciting. Batman still keeping hold of the, the grapnel hook, pulling the Spectre in towards him. Spectre responds to Batman saying, Yes, that must be it. A side effect of his tremendous power. But where is he? Batman replies, Gone. Vanished. He's broken off the fight. We've got to find him, defeat him somehow. Chinatown's still a hostage behind that wall. That means a little detective work. And we can see a sort of giant boom, boom sound effect rippling across this panel of the two dark detectives. Inspector continues, Wait, what's that? A drum? A drum beating loud? There's a very interesting panel to round out page 17. Batman observes and tells us what's going on. He says, a procession of Chinatown citizens, led by Bill Lu, and that's Danny Lu in those ceremonial robes on the drum. Bill, what's this mean? It looks as like if a bunch of the elderly Chinese gentlemen are bearing along a large drum that's kind of attached to a couple of big poles. I don't know if it's the same drum we saw earlier on. We can see Danny wearing a fancy red outfit, fancy red tunic, fancy red hat, and he's striking the large drum on top. It's obviously Danny that's responsible for the boom. At the head of this little procession is Bill Lou, and Bill says, in response to Batman, it means, my friend, that we must bow to Lord Shanzi's demand. Danny, I must give him to the Shanzi to become his successor. Batman continues, No, Bill, you can't. 
Danny, say it isn't so. Top of page 18, Danny replies, I may be a swinger, Batman, but like all Chinese-American children, I respect and obey my honourable father. It's a bad gig, but Chinatown must be free again. Down on the ground, Batman and the Spectre conversing with Bill. Batman says, Bill, you can't give up. The Spectre and I can defeat Shanzi. Bill, how can you do this? Bill bows before Batman and the Spectre, saying, I deserve, I welcome your contempt. Shame engulfs me, my friend. But there is no other way. Forgive me, and please do not interfere. Panel 2, page 18, the procession continues on beyond Batman and the Spectre. We see Danny up on top of the drum. We see a nice full moon illuminating the proceedings. Batman says, Giving up his son as a hostage to live a thousand years. And I always thought Bill would fight forever. Spectre continues off panel. Maybe he still is fighting, Batman. He dropped this on purpose. When he did that big bow. You can see the Spectre's holding a small thing in his hand. Spectre continues. I think it's called a fortune cookie. The Shanzi could be spying from anywhere. Bill wanted to tell us something secretly. Batman opens the fortune cookie and says, Well, I'll be. And a message inside telling us where they're taking Danny. Now we have a fighting chance. Caption then for panel four says, Shortly, as the procession reaches a certain spot... You can see that the drum has been set down on some rather rough ground. Again, there's a big full moon in the background. Danny has stepped down from the drum. He's waving to his dad. Bill is saying, Farewell, my son. This is the last time I shall look upon you as you are. Forgive me what I must do. Danny replies, I forgive you, Dad. Now split the scene before he gets here. He might harm you. His instructions were that I be left here completely alone. At the bottom of page 18 now, caption of the final panel says, Now while Danny Lou stands in the deserted ruins, a wizard stealthily slithers from a hiding place in the debris. Yep, from a See the, the lizard beholding Danny. It's another very interesting panel. I'm enjoying the Ross Andrew Mike Esposito mm-hmm. work on this issue. It feels like a way, kind of maybe part way between Carmine Infantino and what Murphy Anderson's been doing. Which yes, is, yes, I can definitely see that. Uh-huh. See what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, arrive at the top of page 19 now. As the lizard scuttles forward toward the waiting teenager, a hypnotic beam suddenly stabs from its eye. Yes, there's some nice concentric circles here, obviously suggesting the fact that some hypnosis going on. A little beam radiating from the, the lizard's eyes, striking Danny, who says, Feel funny. Everything's spinning around. Sinking. Caption for the next panel. Abruptly. Yeah, with a fatum sound effect, Batman bursts out of the drum. Gosh. Crying. No, Danny, don't look into its eyes. Danny replies. Batman, you, I... Caption for the next panel. And as the Cape Crusader, with a single bound, leaps down upon the lizard. Yep, guess what? With a sound effect, the lizard looms large, stands up straight and metamorphoses back into to Shanzi, who gestures towards Batman, saying, So, you attempted to trick the Lord Shanzi, then be tricked thyself, costumed fool. And Shanzi, with a crash, strikes Batman with a burst of energy. See a little radiant pink burst striking out from his hand. Batman cries, Ugh! Gosh. Caption name for the next panel, page 19. It is only scant moments later that a ghostly figure bends over an inert form. Yes, we see Batman looking very dizzy, rubbing his head and saying, Spectre, I failed. 
I had him. He was in the shape of a lizard. I almost had him. Spectre stands and says, Too bad. In that form he was vulnerable, but only you could hide in the drum. If I were there he would have sensed my astral emanations and never shown himself. But now he's gone, and taken Danny with him. The whole plan's backfired. Caption name for the final panel of page 19. But as Batman's groggy brain clears... Yep, Batman gestures towards, well, sort of metallic disc on the ground and says, That manhole in the rubble here. It wasn't that way before. Looks like someone just climbed down through it. Spectre kneeling beside Batman looks towards it and says, Somebody like Sean Z. Sharp spying, Batman. Come on. I'm liking how the Spectre's being very colloquial in his chat. Yes. Almost be a, a symptom of the Haneyverse. So, first panel of page 20. Batman stands. We see the manhole's been opened and the spectre dissolves and drops into it. The spectre says, I'd better go first. That astral power you gained before must have worn off or else that force field wouldn't have stunned you. That's obviously a reference to what Shanzi did in the previous page. Yes. He was gesturing. It's not very clear. To be honest, it looks so he's created some sort of like very small ice rink underneath Batman. Yes. Uh -huh. It's not the best panel. Anyway, spectre continues to dissolve into the manhole, saying, We must be careful. Either we trap Shanzi down here, or we ourselves are the trapped. Caption for panel two says, Moments later in the old sewers beneath Gotham begins a fantastic trackdown. Spectre saying, No sign of them. We must split up. I'll go this way. You patrol the main tunnel. Check, Spectre. Caption name for panel three says, Perhaps for the first time in his long embattled career, the masked manhunter feels indescribable fear. It's a very moody panel here of Batman walking along through the sewer. He's casting a long, very scary Batman shadow. You can see a pipe with some <laughs> draining out of it into the main sewer body. There's some telltale signs of green smoke drifting around. Batman is thinking. You're in deep water down here, Batman boy. <laughs> What have you got to fight with against this Shan Z? But you owe it to Bill Lou, to Danny, to keep after him. Caption for panel four. Just then... Batman has noticed the green smoke. He says... The mist rising from the water, forming something. Shan Z! Yep, he's appeared. Shan Z takes form and says... I, costumed buffoon, without your ally, this spectre, you are my helpless prey. It's a very dynamic panel now at the bottom of page 20. Batman leaps into action. It's like Gil Kane and Carmen Infantino and Murphy Anderson all sat down and did layouts and handed it over to Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito to finish off. Maybe I'm doing them a disservice. It's very dynamic artwork. It's very, very effective. Batman leaps forward saying, This is one prey who fights back, Buster. And we see that Shanzi, well, Batman tells us what's happening. What? His hand? Enlarging? Yeah, Shunzi's gesturing towards Batman with his right hand and it's looming up at enormous size. We turn the page over to the top of page 21. Caption for the first panel. Next instant. Yep, and Shanzi's hand is massive. Grasping Batman, holding him up against the wall of the sewers. Shanzi is saying, Thou to squash you like the pestiferous creature you masquerade as. Batman struggles to get free. He says, He's got me. Fingers like steel bars. Can't budge an inch. We got a nice big close-up for panel two. Batman's sweating, looks very pained. Very Neil Adams actually looking in this mm -hmm. panel, apart from the short years. Batman says, This uh, is it. Guess the uh, year of the bat is my last. However, caption for panel three. Suddenly. Shanzi cries. 
The Spectre! Yes, the Spectre has burst through the wall of the sewer, saying, Yes, Shanzi, as I hoped, using Batman for bait lured you out. Now, made a foe worthy of your powers. Now we should say this panel, panel 3 of page 21, it's the cover in it. Oh yeah. It's not identical. There's a slight mm-hmm. tiny shift in emphasis and stuff, but it's good to see. I like when you get that in a story, you know. Yeah. It's quite often the case in some of the, the Carmine pages when it looked like the actual cover had been shrunk down and pressed mm-hmm. in its So this is terrific. I wouldn't so it makes me think, you know, in those days obviously the covers came first. So yeah. this is obviously a Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito recreation of the cover. We might put them up side by side in the socials actually. Mm-hmm. We might do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Sean Z continues in the next panel, page twenty one. I vanquished you before, arrogant one. I shall do so again. Yeah, the spectre has grabbed a hold of Shonzi's giant right hand, managed to prise it open, letting Batman drop to the ground. The spectre says, Batman, find Danny. He's down here somewhere while I keep this inhuman fiend busy. Batman drops to the sewer walkway and says, Oh, right, spectre. Much thanks for the rescue. And now at the top of page 22, the caption for the first panel says, now, as the two mighty supernatural antagonists lock in what each knows is the showdown between them... The spectre is grabbing a hold of Shanzi's wrist. Looks so he's, it's his other hand. I wonder if his other one is shrunk back down. Spectre's saying, As long as I keep hold of you, you can't change into one of your beast forms and escape. But how long can you hold me, upstart? A thousand years have taught me a thousand tricks, a thousand stratagems. Sooner or later, I shall break free. Caption for panel two. Meanwhile, along an adjoining tunnel. We're back with Danny, climbing up the the rungs that set into the wall of the sewer, opening up another manhole. Climbing up, still wearing the fancy red costume he was in earlier on. Batman has rounded a corner in the sewers and spotted him and cries, There he is, Danny. Oh no. He's ignoring me. He's under Shanzi's spell. Danny! Capture panel three. Moving as only he can, Batman swiftly pursues his young friend into... Yep, we're outside now. They've both left the sewer. Batman has flung a line, is climbing up the side of a building. And so as dialogue continues in the caption, then he says... A warehouse, been closed up for years. Batman scales the wall. We can hear a sort of creak, creak, creak sound effect coming from an open window. A nice big full moon silhouetting the whole thing. Very effective. Batman, as he continues to climb, says... That creaking sound, like an ancient wheel turning. Yeah. Now this panel, I must say, this looks very much like the way Batman would scale the walls in the 60s Batman TV series. Yes. It's almost like if you yes. just tilted the camera, he would be walking along the ground. Yeah, definitely. I expect uh, Sammy Davis Jr. to pop his head out the window <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, or the cast of, or the monkeys, or the cast of Rowan Martin's Laughing or yeah. something. Milton yeah. Berle to like pop yeah. his head along. It's, um, it's interesting because it's, it's, I suppose, you know, we've, we've talked in the past about the sound effects and the way the story was told and mm-hmm. that famous when Green Lantern talked about how he was turning into a camp style Green Lantern. Famous in your head perhaps. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally it's the screensaver for my mind. Um, it's interesting to see that I mean this panel has to be referencing the, the habits, you know, the habits of the T V series, yeah, I think. It's, absolutely without a doubt. It's the sort of thing I suppose people reading a Batman comic would expect to see after yep. seeing it, reading the T V series. So panel four of page twenty two then, and we're inside with Danny, who's saying The sacred wheel, let the waters of the Yellow River fall upon it. Yes, we see Danny and he's with the Wheel of Ming that Sean Z had earlier in the story. It creaks and creaks as it turns. Danny has a bottle and he's pouring water from it, the waters of the Yellow River, onto it to make the wheel turn. So his dialogue continues. Give me my powers of the thousand year dominance so I may destroy all my foes. Destroy Batman, the spectre. 
The next panel is incredibly dynamic, as with a smash and a crash, Batman has arrived at the window and flung a batarang, which takes out the bottle and destroys the wheel. Danny looks dazed and says, Huh? What? Who? Wh where am I? There's a little burst of lights around Danny's head. He's obviously clearing and getting himself back. So we arrive at the top of page 23. A caption for the first panel. While in the sewers beneath Gotham's Chinatown. No, it's not looking good for the Spectre. Shunzi has him in a grip, squeezing him around the, the torso. Spectre's trying to push away. Shunzi is saying, You weakened Spectre. I, though shortly my long life ends, with my last strength I shall destroy you. Spectre forcing himself away is saying, He's burning up all his supernatural energy, shortening his own existence to destroy me. And I can't stop him. His power is fantastic. Next panel, Shunzi continues. Even though I die, your battle is already lost, Spectre. For the one I choose to succeed me even now gains the powers of Riverlord. Hail the new Shunzi. And the Spectre's thinking, he means Danny. Spectre's body here is, looks like it's kind of crumbling and going translucent. It's um, losing sort of its shape. He's, he's starting to fade out. He continues to think. My phantasmal body. He's destroying its psychomatter, distorting it to the disintegration point. Captioning for panel three. But at that moment... And Shanzi is struck by a large burst of golden energy. There's a fush sound effect. He releases the Spectre who says... He loosened his grasp. I'm free. Shanzi reacts and screams, I blazing energy, overpowering my last strength. He starts to fade out and shrink in the next panel. My power is draining. I fade. I die. Getting smaller and smaller. Oh yeah, it looks like there's a little ricocheting burst of almost like a red firework sort of zooming all around him. And he starts to fade out and shrink down. Almost looks like he's dissolving into a little cloud of pink energy. We arrive then at the top of page 24. Now a silence returns with a rush. Spectre looking a little bit more normal, saying, The Shanzi, gone forever. At last, cancelled his last bit of power. And then we see in the sewers, Batman and Danny walking towards him. Spectre says, Batman, Danny, what? Batman says, Fireworks, Spectre. Good old celebration fireworks I found in a warehouse where Danny almost started a new career. Lucky I got to him and back here in time. Spectre says, Good thinking, Batman. Those rockets were just the thing to speed up the Shanzi's death. If they hadn't, I'd be a gone ghost. Well, okay. We're now in the final panel of the story. And the little caption that says, It is some time later when a celebration once interrupted now concludes joyously. We can see the Spectre and Danny and Batman and Bill stood amongst the Chinese architecture, we see fireworks and all sorts going on, the crowd looking up at the sky, and there's a particular firework that's taken the form of a giant red and yellow Batman silhouette symbol. Gosh. Yeah, fantastic. And the Spectre says, I guess that needs no translation, Batman. Happy Year of the Bat! Thanks, Spectre. And if there's ever a Year of the Spectre, it'll get my vote. And Bill Liu concludes by saying, It would honour all of us here. With the Shanzi's death, the wall vanished. We are free. A happy new year to all. And then we have a closing caption that says, And happy year of the bat to all you brave and bold ones out there. But no matter what the year, it's always a right happy time right here in brave and bold country. <laughs> Read it ever, miss it never. The, the end. end. Fantastic. Interesting that towards the end of the story, the Spectre says he might be a gone ghost. 
That was the expression that uh, I think it was Joseph Arrow said he couldn't stand because it sounded too hip for the Spectre's dialogue in the letter column of the Spectre. Right. That we discussed in a recent episode. Okay. So, yeah. Postman Spectre, she won then. Mm. A gone ghost. Yeah. You don't think of the Spectre being flip, do you? No. In such ways. I'm stunned by the the abrupt way that that Shanzi was just taken out by some fireworks. Yeah. Blazing energy overpowering my last strength, my powers draining. So that suggests there there must have been a time limit where he had to really mm. transfer everything over to Danny. This thousand yeah. year must be really pre- specific. Well, you said he was at the end of his yeah. So yeah, obviously his yeah powers were fading fast. Though, short, though shortly my long life ends and my last strength, I will destroy you. I mean, the questions that sort of have then does this mean that there was there's probably a story to be told about how this Shanzi guy, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. You know, for the thousand years, you know, yep. he got the powers from the last guy. What happened to him? You What's know? he been doing for the last thousand years? Yeah. That's why we're only seeing him now. I'm quite troubled by the last couple of panels. I almost feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he was evil and all that, and, and but he didn't, really didn't do an awful... He didn't kill anyone. No, true. You know, he was yeah. only trying to perpetuate whatever it was that he was, I imagine, mm-hmm. maybe cursed to sort of maintain. Could be. I mean, it may oh. be exactly the same situation that... Yeah. Danny obviously was hypnotized into mm-hmm. doing it and you know and all that of course. I mean just looking at the, this this final panel page 23 that looks really painful. My powers draining, I fade, I die getting smaller and smaller, dissolves into some pink motion yeah. and then dissolves. I feel almost sorry for the, for the guy. Interesting. Did you feel sorry for him? Uh well, yes, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> this story actually really sparked a memory in me when I first read it to Another story that I read when I was a kid, and that yeah. was from Brave and Bold 180. Which, which is another one of the Spectre. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. which I thought, when I read this as well, I thought they seemed very similar, but it seems to be the character Shan Z is back uh-huh. in that one. Right. That's his third and I think final appearance, because he also appears in a Brave and Bold issue with Batman and the Demon, the Demon Etrigan. Uh-huh. Issue 137. We won't specifically be covering that issue, but we'll probably talk about it a bit more when we reach Brave and Bold 180. Yeah, there you go, listeners. If you're if you're in a hurry and you want to find out what happened next to Sean Z, you can go and read mm-hmm. Brave and Bold issue 137, and then skip forward and read 180, and then we'll get to 180 in a few years. And if we all remember doing this issue 75, it'll be lovely. Now that's that's interesting. I'm I'm going to go and read them straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes, Good. Pete says we probably won't do issue 137 in full, but we'll certainly. No give you some details of the plot when we get to issue 180 and and if you want to go and look for yourself find issue 137 and see what happens next there we are gotham city chinatown eh it's fascinating isn't it does that ever pop up in anything you're aware of not specifically no no i liked how they refer to bill lu as the mayor in inverted commas mm. gotham city. basically it's just like community leader yeah uh, yeah that's quite cool so i liked the fact batman had a, a relationship with bill lu they'd obviously that's, they obviously knew each other. That's very much the Bob Haney Batman. He's a bit more like a costumed policeman, really. And he knows everyone. Yeah, he's your very, friend on the beat. He's very community based. There's actually a story where he's someone's godfather. It's very bizarre. He just is like a guy. He's not the ultimate fighting machine or whatever. He's just mm-hmm. a guy. Even in this story, where she's had better knowledge of the Chinese language. Whereas in normal Batman stories, if that was required, he would say, I'm an expert in all things Chinese. Of course. But in this story, he's just a guy. Mm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I love it. No, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it fair rattled past. As we say, the artwork was was special. It was kind of a combination. Mm-hmm. It felt with a few other guys and felt very authentic, both to Batman and to the Spectre. Very much so, yes. Literally, my, the only thing I have against this is just how the, the ending seems slightly abrupt. You know, but mm-hmm. that's always the case in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, true. I, yeah. The fortune cookie twist was something that really jumped out to me because they're having this massive procession taking Danny away and the clue... 
that is left with Batman is where they're taking him to. Mm -hmm. Surely they could just follow him. <laughs> it's, yes. it's, it's not a hard thing to do. That, well, yes, yeah, suppose. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, um, maybe they just wanted to give, think that they could maybe get ahead of them and get mm -hmm. them in advance and maybe lay some yeah. plans to try and rescue them or something. I want to know how Batman got into the drum. I want to know how they, um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, how did Bill have time to prepare a fortune cookie? Yeah, true. With the, mm -hmm. the map and the grid locations and the coordinates mm -hmm. and, the, you know, of where they were actually taking <laughs> Unless he um, said that bit of wasteland and it's got yeah. some time. Are we being too picky there, I wonder? I mean, presumably he must That's have been half the fun. He must have been monitored or under some kind of influence because he wasn't able to tell Batman and the Spectre directly. Yes, uh -huh, that makes sense. You know, that so he obviously sense. had to do it find some other way of, of, mm -hmm. of letting them know. So he must have had some Mm -hmm. a bit of a heads up preparation time before the procession set off but yeah that's right how did batman get inside the drum deleted scene i feel yes very interesting so going back to jim corrigan then yes he he says that he's going to go off and do his own thing at the beginning of this, this story right. and we never see him again throughout the rest of the story <laughs> that's very true <laughs> i had do you know what that hadn't even occurred to me because i was completely caught up in the excitement of the story Good hunting spectre, I'll see what I can do outside here. Probably very little. Yeah. So we don't return either to him or Commissioner Gordon. It would have been nice if we'd just had a flashback to them standing outside saying, we've tried this, we've tried that. Look, you can see what's happening through the, yeah. the translucent walls. Yeah, or even a that panel of good. them yeah. reacting to the wall disappearing as, as mm -hmm. Shan disappeared. But I suppose yeah. because the, the final page of the story is only half page. a half page, and there probably wasn't room to show it. But True. no, that's that's a really good point. I've completely mm -hmm. forgotten what happened about Corrigan. Batman and Spectre work very well together here. Yes, absolutely. Huh? Um, it's a good combination. And, you know, they, they do team up several more times in Brave and the Bold. Mm -hmm. So we'll be covering all of those, obviously, as the mm -hmm. Spectre as a GSA member. And even into the modern era, there have been a few times that the Batman and the Spectre have crossed over yep. and teamed up together. I'll maybe see if I can get a little gallery of modern Batman Spectre covers together, you know, just to kind of illustrate that. Mm -hmm. There's a few of them, certainly. That'll be fun. And as you were saying before we started, this isn't the first meeting of Batman and the Spectre. They met before in the, the 1966 JLA-JSA team-up. One of my favourites so far was one with the Antimatter Man, with everyone being bopped about and swapping Earths and mm -hmm. Black Canary wigging out and Sandman and Dr. Midnight's new toys. In the preparation, just so I had a look, and they don't actually have any meaningful dialogue in that story. No. So there we have it. If this is indeed the Spectre visiting in mm -hmm. the story Earth-1, this is the mm -hmm. first proper dialogue between that we've seen in a story of the Earth-1 Batman and the Spectre. Going with the, the Spectres on Earth-1 for some reason, yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe he was over visiting Barry Allen. Might have been since they hit it off and so they're, they're well such, that last time. Yeah, they're such good pals. <laughs> Maybe he was over visiting Barry and decided to visit Gotham while he was here. Maybe while he was in Central City Police talking to Barry, you know, he he had about an internship or whatever <laughs> at Gotham City Police, the Shadow Commissioner Gotham. I also wonder as well, did Corrigan stroke the spectre maybe? cast some kind of influence over Commissioner Gordon so that Commissioner Gordon wouldn't question too strongly who this guy was and why he was there. Maybe, maybe. You know, a bit of hypnosis mm -hmm. or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, a few questions, a few unanswered questions. It wouldn't be a, God, it wouldn't be a 60 DC comic if we didn't have some unanswered nope. questions. No. Nope. It definitely feels different from the Gardner Fox Spectre we've had. Yes. Which isn't a bad thing at all. It's no. not that we're saying Gardner Fox stories were bad. It's, we're just saying it's, it just feels very different. But still very true to the character. So yeah, I mean, um, I was very fun. He was using his powers and stuff in a way that we're kind of used to, but it felt quite natural. Yeah, not sort of showboaty. It was just kind of you know, this is what the Spectre does. Maybe we we're just mm -hmm. used to him. But you know, we've talked before in the podcast. So I'm especially used to thinking of the Spectre and Jim Corrigan as the same entity. At this point in their continuity, they're they're really not. Mm -hmm. So it's quite funny that the Spectre, untempered by Jim Corrigan, 
uses all this kind of funny contemporary dialogue yeah. like gone ghost and flipping yeah. and zipping and all that. I think that's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. The Spectre's almost perhaps as much of a swinger as Danny. Maybe Gosh. once the story finishes, um, the Spectre and Danny will go dancing. That would have been a, a nice deleted scene as you well. Head along to the What a Way to Go Go yes. and uh, party all night. Do the Batsui. <laughs> Doing the Batsui right now, listeners. There's another thing I want to talk about about this comic that's quite significant. The inside back cover is a full page black and white advertisement. One half taken up with an illustration of Deadman, who had appeared very recently for the first time in issue 205 of Strange Adventures. This issue, Brave and Bold, has the direct currents which advertises issue 207. So Deadman, mm. Neil Adams has taken him on by this point. Deadman's a very new character. And the other half of the advert is taken up with an illustration of the Spectre that's obviously cribbed from the cover of issue 1 of the Spectre, because yes. you can see the fluence mm-hmm. of Captain Skull all around him. There's a big number 2, big caption down the middle that says, 2, neither alive nor dead. Destined to stalk the earth on missions that will astound you. Which obviously pointing out the vague similarities between Spectre and Deadman. Read their daring exploits in Strange Adventures, Spectre, and then finally it says The Brave and the Bold. So Spectre doesn't appear again in Brave and the Bold until the 100 page issues mm-hmm. in the 70s. So part of me is sort of wondering, you know, there's two stories within a few months or a few issues ah. of the Spectre co-headlining you know, the Flash story. Yeah. And now with Batman. Obviously he's got his own book. Boston brand Deadman is the headline on Strange Adventures, but it's interesting that they're putting the Brave and Bold logo in there. Are they doing this just to let the readers know that they could find them there? I mean, this is this is being advertised in the back of the issue of Brave and Bold, or was there a chance that they were maybe even thinking about the Spectre and Batman? Possibly. Maybe sharing the book, you know? Possibly. I mean, it's, we're still a wee bit away from when Deadman first appears in Brave and Bold. That's yeah. in issue 86. Mm-hmm. So we're still a wee bit away from that. Like so, that very rare sort of thing that tied into the main mm-hmm. Deadman story. Yeah. Deadman will pop up eventually in the podcast. Yes. We won't see him for a while, but you know he, he will appear at some point. Listeners, rest assured, I'm sure you're all probably very familiar with him, about the, the circus acrobat who was shot by the man with the hook and his quest to kind of find his killer and all that sort of stuff. He's basically um, the Ghost of Ace Chance. He's the yeah. Earth One version of the Ghost yes, of Ace Chance. It's, but it's, it's, um, <laughs> I do like the fact that they're both being highlighted together in this advertisement. The two not-quite-dead guys mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that you know that died before the time and were given special powers by those above to kind of yep. to fight crime and sort of good things. So we'll put this advert on the socials as well, listeners, so you can have yep. a look at it. It's very smart, very nice. It nice is. Bit of, nice bit of cross-merchandising, cross-advertising there. Mm-hmm. There's no reader reaction Unfortunately, in this one, there is a text page, as we say, that yeah. talks about the Great Wall of China, but there's no contemporary letters pages, unfortunately. The letters pages in Brave and Bold starts shortly after this, with, with some more regularity, sure. but there's nothing for this story at all, I'm afraid. No. It's a shame. Oh, well. Not to worry. No, but that doesn't stop you from telling us what you think about this story. Please get in touch. You can email us at theearth2podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on all the social media, because, as we've said, we're putting up lots of bonus content. For this and indeed every episode, see us on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Earth 2 Podcast, and on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore Earth 2, and it's the number two for all of our social media. It certainly is. If you're enjoying what we're doing, you can go to our coffee page and buy us a comic. That would be nice. And indeed, you can find this and every other episode on our website. That's the Earth2Podcast.com. So yeah, if you fancy checking out one of the older episodes, they're all there for you Yep, please do. If you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. Checking us out. There's our whole archive awaits you. We're also on YouTube now, if that makes it easier for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Well, as we said at the top, we're going to see a lot more of the Spectre over the next little while. Because mm-hmm. you know, his own going series has started. 
to sort of make up for the lack of other GSA action, we'll be doing a few more visits to other dimensions and other universities as we go along as well. So yep. it's not just the Spectre. So there's all sorts of good stuff coming up. Oh, yes. You're in for a treat, folks. Absolutely. So make sure you subscribe to us. On that note, I've been Peter. And I've been David. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter cube activated. Return coordinate set for Earth Prime. They fancy gear they're wearing. I like their little, um, do I like the little stereotypical <laughs> hair and long moustaches? I don't know. Maybe I'll mm. try and cultivate a long moustache. Stay tuned for that. On Actually, we should post a photograph on our Instagram right now of Peter's facial hair because it's absolutely <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> Listeners, you, you really need to see it to believe it. I've known mm. Pete a long time and he's he's never looked quite as spectacular as he does right now, there I tell you. <laughs> if you're familiar with the character of Mr. Mr. Jago from the Doctor Who story, Tan's Wing Chang. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you if you want to pull in. <laughs>